The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. It's Brandon here along with Brad Brown, IB Racing himself, enjoying a couple of beers here on a Tuesday night, talking sprint car racing. Brad, uh, before we get started, how was your week? Oh, it was so busy that I hated to go to work on Monday. I needed another day off so I could catch up on my sleep, but uh, hey, we made it through okay, and uh, unfortunately, not a lot of racing to watch on Flow or Dirt Vision or any, anywhere else, but uh, um, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh Boy, the weather right now in Nebraska is awesome. It's definitely too, crazy. I mean, too bad Saturday and Sunday this coming week is going to suck. But sixty-four or sixty-six today and sixty-five tomorrow. Boy, we need to have a race in town. Yeah, definitely. You cannot go wrong with spending a uh, evening at the racetrack right about now, especially to cure our off-season fixes. So we're kind of like a crackhead, you know. Got the little Jones in for some racing going on. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you mentioned that we didn't have anything on flow or anything like that this week, which is probably a good thing because. Uh, I have a seven-year-old daughter at home, and Christmas is coming up, and she really wants one of those Nintendo Switch game systems. Unfortunately, you cannot find a single one anywhere here in in uh, Lincoln or Omaha. We found one in Sioux City, Iowa. So Saturday, we had to drive up to Sioux City to a Target, pick it up, turn around, and come right back home. No kidding. Yeah, things you do for your so kids. Sioux City is two-and-a-half-hour drive? Uh, yeah, roughly two-and-a-half, three-hour drive. And you just went there, got it, and turned around. Wow, you, there was so many breweries you could have stopped by. I did bring you back a you brew, did. though. I brought you a, a uh, what is it, Twin a, Bing? Twin Bing Stout. It tastes like a Twin Bing candy bar, and it's a stout, so I can't wait to give it a try. I'm not a stout fan, but uh, I'm definitely going to give it a try and give it a review. Uh, you can't, uh, can't go wrong with a, a free beer. It sounds disgusting, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> uh, it's not my preferred, but uh, hey, uh, a beer is a beer. So yeah, we'll we'll give it a try. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing it back home. Yeah, no problem. Speaking of beers, I am uh, drinking one of your uh, Bodacious Blonde ales again. So uh, we'll see if uh, it inebriates me any bit like it did last week. A little uh, four four point one percent alcohol. You should be okay. But uh, next week, I guarantee you, the Quick Time uh, Quick Time Cream Ale will be back on tap. Yeah, back in stock, just how we like it. Yes, sir. So uh, before we get started on today's program, we are going to be joined by a local guy. Uh, he is the driver of the Bade Motorsports number 12N, Neil Nicolite out of Bellwood, Nebraska. Unfortunately, this past week, uh, we mentioned earlier that uh, the patriarch of Bade Motorsports, Butch Bade, was not doing well. He ended up actually passing away this past week. So uh, we're going to have Neil on, kind of tell some stories about Butch and kind of hear from him about what kind of guy he is and kind of guy he was. And from all my encounters with him, he's a, he was one a hell of a stand-up guy. Yeah, I've never had the pleasure to meet him. Uh, I know of him, but I don't. I've never met him. And uh, boy, he was all in for sprint car racing. Actually, racing in general. Uh, he had three daughters that he put on the racetrack between uh, two of them in uh, hobby stocks, and then Shaley in the sprint car. He clearly loved racing, and and uh, he really loved sprint car racing. And I'm sorry to hear that he he passed away. Uh, um, it just, I just hate the, the, the circumstances and so forth, but, uh, I'm kind of listening, I'm looking forward to listening to the, some, some of the stories around, uh, Mr. Bade and see how, uh, how things went. I know he had uh, put a lot of drivers in his, in the seat of his sprint car on top of, uh, with Shaley being the, uh, kind of like the, I guess the flagship machine, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know much about the Bade organization, but, uh, yeah, it sucks that we lose another, uh, another car owner and, uh, he was clearly a, a race car fan, and, and he did a lot to promote and support uh, racing in Nebraska. Yeah, he definitely did a lot. I met, I met him and the, and the whole Bade family back when Shaley was running micros. And before that, even that, uh, they ran go-karts for a long time, and, and, and Butch was one of, the, uh, one of the key factors of getting the uh, Nebraska kart shootout, which is, uh, follows the turkey chase over here at the Lancaster Event Center. Uh, normally, they, I want to say they kind of run it uh, 
right around the time the Tulsa shootout happens. The, yeah. That that whole event kind of started when uh, the Tulsa shootout dropped the go karts and you know Butch stepped up and gave the carts a place to run on on during the winter. So. Yeah, that was kind of like run over New Year's Eve, New Year's yeah, Day. Yeah, right around thing. there. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It, it sucks. Uh, um, he was fighting cancer and having chemo, and then uh, he unfortunately caught COVID on top of that, and uh, it was just too much for him. So uh, uh, thoughts and sympathies out to the uh, – sympathies out to the, the Bade family, and it just, uh, it just sucks that we lose another racer. Yeah, definitely. So we're, we're definitely keeping all the whole Bate family and all his friends and families in our thoughts and prayers right now. But kind of moving on, uh, we got some little bit of news. It looks like the uh, USAC has released their Silver Crown schedule tonight. Uh, I know they're doing kind of like a, a three-day kind of event sort of where they're releasing one schedule of their national series every night. And unfortunately, we're not going to see any Silver Crowns here in Nebraska <laughs> as normal. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, Um I, those big cars, I love them. I love to see them, especially like you kind of mentioned earlier on, on a flat track where they back them in. Um, but uh, yeah, we just, they just never get close to here. It looks like all of, uh, all of the races are going to be in Indiana with a little bit in one in Pennsylvania, a couple in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Ohio and Eldora. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be that's like kind of a bucket list item is go watch a Silver Crown race on on a big half or f- actually a whole mile track or something. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch all that. Yeah, definitely. It looks like they kind of have a split between uh kind of half and half with uh half the races on dirt, half the, half the races races on pavement. So definitely, if I catch them, I caught them you know years ago over at the Iowa Speedway on pavement. It was not my cup of tea. Uh, dirt racing is it's what gets my jollies off. So yeah. uh, I would love to see him on it, like you know, a track like Terre Haute, uh, the Indiana State Fairgrounds, or any anything like big half mile where they kind of slide those big asses sideways going around the corners. Yeah, I did watch him once. We were at uh, Kansas Speedway for the NASCAR race, and I think it was on Friday or Saturday they had a, a Silver Crown race, and that was when they tried to do that experiment, and they made those god awful ugly cars, and they had the the nose wings and everything, and all the side skirts. Yeah, and all that absolutely. Sort of stuff. That was horrible and horrible experiment, and and we went and watched them. There was like eight cars on that mile and a half track, and. Boy, I hate to be negative, but it was like watching paint dry. There was absolutely no action at all. They were just going around in circles for I don't even know how many laps it was. And uh, so that that left a, a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, um, just watching the highlights and Silver Crown on dirt, man, those things are amazing. And the, the Clat Enterprise car out of Hastings, Nebraska, they always filled a good car with good drivers, and they're so fun to watch. But uh Someday maybe I'll get that t- get to knock that off my bucket list. Yeah, one of these days we'll we'll make it a trip out to uh, a dirt track to catch those. I know they ran uh, Belleville a couple of years ago, kind of uh, like a precursor to uh, the Belleville Midget Nationals. So that was kind of cool. I didn't make it out there for that, but uh, our good friend Jeff Cooley was out there. He said it was pretty badass. So yeah, I can only imagine it looks it looks so fun and those big ass tanks. Uh, Brad Doty would be proud. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and kind of we got a race this weekend. I want to say it's this weekend is the uh, Carolina Midget Shootout. Uh, they announced today that that is now an invite-only race, but you know we're still going to get the cars and stars of like Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Chase Elliott's going to be out there. So we're going to have some heavy hitters out there, even though there's going to be no fans, uh, from my understanding, no media in the infield, so you're not going to see a whole lot of uh, coverage from it. But it is on pay-per-view, so they are going to have a camera guy and a camera crew out there, so you can catch that on uh, Speed 51 TV. I think Kyle Larson's going to be there in a in a uh, Chad Boat CB Industries number 86. I saw a picture of it today. It's all black with white lettering. So, yeah, just kind of a plain Jane, but uh, look for it in the front. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, I think he's going to be the class of the field out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about that Speed 51 uh, TV or whatever, but uh, um, hopefully they can put on a good show and maybe we can report back next week. Yeah, possibly. You know, who knows? Uh, I might even buy it on pay per view. You know, maybe you can come over and watch it's tax write off, right, for the show. It, it can be. Yeah, I, I think that's how it works. Uh, Mark Birch, uh, can you inform us on that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, any other news and notes that you got on your uh, little notepad there, Brad? Well, I hate to be doom and gloom, but yeah, everybody knows Al Hamilton. Al Hamilton in the uh, um, red '77 car out of Pennsylvania. He uh, passed away this last week. Uh, Boy, what a storied uh, uh, career that 77 car. He had so many very popular drivers in it. And uh, when I think of Al Hamilton's Al Hamilton 77, I think of uh, Freddie Raymer in that car. 
But uh, there were so many stellar drivers in that car, and it's a storied history. And sorry to lose him. He got out of racing several years ago. And and uh, um, but that that red seventy seven was always a car that you look for in in Pennsylvania. And so uh, um, so yeah, it's unfortunate that he died. But and I don't, I don't know the circumstances, and I don't really care to know the circumstances. But uh, but Al Hamilton dies uh, uh, in uh, just this past week, and uh, kind of a thing that's close to Brandon and I. Justin Zock, he uh, he was the editor of uh, Flat Out Illustrated, which uh, more recently became Dirt Monthly. Uh, he he ran that magazine for twenty years. Uh, he gave both Brandon and I an opportunity to show our our talents or lack thereof lack of of uh, photos in in the Flat Out magazine. And I got several artic- uh, several photos posted in there, and uh, Brandon got a cover shot of uh, of Flat Out. But uh, Justin Zock is resigning from the Dirt Monthly, and he's pursuing other opportunities for whatever reason. So, uh, Justin, thank you for the opportunities. It was uh, great working with you over the years, and uh, good luck to you in your future endeavors. You're pretty assumptuous that Justin listens to the show. Yeah, he does. <laughs> There's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, no, but Justin was one of those guys that actually he – I'm sure he helped out a ton of people just to get their foot in the door when they want to pursue, like, a media career – uh, per se, to, you know, go out there, you know, cover races, just, you know, try to give back to the sport that we love because, you know, everybody knows we're not making a whole ton of money on this deal. Uh, so, yeah, we had $2,000 uh, invested in our camera equipment. We got $6 for a photo. So, yeah, it's it's more of, it's more of a uh, love type relationship <laughs> yeah. when it comes to that. So uh, definitely thanks, Justin, for for all that you did for obviously me and Brad throughout the years. And uh, hopefully whatever opportunity that comes your way soon, maybe we can work with you again. Yeah, and kind of changing subject, just, just when you thought sprint car racing was done in America, all you got to do is go down to South Texas Speedway, and they're having a three-day racing show this weekend, uh, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. They're having mod, uh, modifieds, IMC modifieds, factory stocks, and sprint cars there. They're having $1,500 to win, $300 to start, uh, three days of 305 sprint car racing. So if you're really looking for something to do, Head down to South Texas Speedway, and I have no idea where that's at, but uh, head down there, and you're going to see Scott Bloomquist in a, in a modified, so uh, um, that can't be all bad. No, definitely not. And the, the key factor there is it's a 305 race. So, Brad, I'm telling you, they're taking over. You're not going to have many options left, so you might want to jump on board now. <laughs> I, no, no disrespect, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll stay right here in Lincoln, Nebraska this weekend. Thank you. I didn't say you had to go this weekend, <laughs> but I'm saying next year. I know eventually it'll happen, but uh, right now is not the time. I'm I'm still liking the 360s and 410s, and God bless you, 305 drivers and team owners and so forth. And Knoxville's got a or Eagles got a great thing going on over there, and they usually get 30 to 40 cars every weekend. Um, but uh, I, it's just not not the time for me right now. And I'll I'll get there, but. Uh, just, just not right now. You know what's going to happen is Jason and I are going to roll up. We're going to clear this with your wife beforehand <laughs> so we don't get the cops called on us. But we're going to roll up in a windowless white panel van, and we're going to kidnap your ass to take you to Eagle Raceway. If I go to Eagle, I better ride, be riding in your uh, black Mustang. It doesn't go fast. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it'll, it'll whip, as long as it whips my bald head around, we'll be okay. We might do that. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to jump on the horn with Neil Nicolaitan and kind of, you know, learn a little bit about Neil and, uh, you know, hear more about the uh, Butch Bates Motorsports and uh, that whole operation and uh, stories about Butch. So everybody stay tuned, and we'll be right back. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro jet song. Give me that tempo. Told pool he'll fool with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the bill and I move like a dime. Eating pettuccine or Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the west coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre rolls. Dark hair bitch, and she look like she go. She do. Hometown hero, feeling myself, can't murder my ego. She heard of my deep stroke. She said, babe, does it hurt when I deep throw? It does. Certified freak hoe, hang around us, and she learning my lingo. Back then, wasn't worried about me, though. In the gym, trying to work on my free throw. Goddamn. Goddamn. Spending money at the club like Sam's. Yes, ma'am. 
She a little freak on cam, but she don't put this on the ground. Little boys tryna diss on the ground. Hey, I can't switch on the fan. Shit's hot, hit the switch on the fan. This where my head is. I feel resentment from every direction. Even some homies be wearing expressions. I be discouraged from sharing my blessings. We used to share a connection. Now it just feels like it's wearing and stretching. I'm getting real sick of taking advice from people that never could stare at reflections. Somewhere in there is a lesson. Y'all ain't evolving, it's very depressing. I'm at the club with the basketball team. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a section. Gotta cherish the present. I'm drinking water and wearing protection. Got a career and I'm very invested. Some people call it a scary obsession. I like to call it a passion. I can't be sitting relaxing. PG, we getting some traction. I'm at the venue, it's packed. I'm digging her accent. I got a BB Simon belt on me and she trying to get it. I'm passing. That's my type of distraction. That's my type of she Latin. Got my own flow and I'm about to get a patent. Brand new sheets for the bed they sat in. Y'all wasn't tuned in back then. My swag they keep jacking. I ain't doing no verse, quit asking. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top 10. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging in there with us while we got refills on our brews. And, uh, Brad, we changed the music up a little bit, and this is another one that you had no clue what it was. <laughs> Dad, I know you listen to this show every weekend. That was that song's for you. <laughs> I highly doubt your dad listens to hip-hop. Oh, he's a staunch country music listener. So. You know, maybe <laughs> have him call in, leave a request. The request lines are open, and we'll play something for Dad over there. Yeah, uh, unless you got like Hank Williams Jr. or something like that, I don't think he really li- listens to this stuff. I bet everybody fast forwards through our uh, musical breaks. So <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> I know for a fact that you know the the stupid thing is uh, Josh Harris, the guy that I work with over at Harris Decals. He he's fantastic uh, graphics designer. Uh, does a ton of race cars and all that sort of stuff. So he listens to the program, but he doesn't listen to the interviews. He listens to our, our bullshit session. Fast forward through everything till we bullshit at the end. I go, you're missing the best part because nobody wants to fucking listen to us. No kidding. He doesn't listen to the interviews. He doesn't listen to the interviews. The interviews that's the best part. Oh, some of our interviews have been great. I mean, Paul McMahon had a, a he was funny and, and we had a great time. And Tad Holloman, I mean, gosh, that, that's, he's, that's he's part of the best show. Great designer, not the brightest guy. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Harris. Yeah, so I don't know why he wants to just listen to us because, you know, I spit the same stupid crap at work. So, I mean, I mean, he's not learning anything new from just listening to us talk. So. I would think he would want to mute you. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, <laughs> I mute myself most of the time. So, all right. So, uh, Neil Nikolai's going to join us here in just a little bit. I'm going to get him on the horn, and uh, we'll, we'll hear what Neil has to say. Yeah, you damn right I got what happened out there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates. Deep I wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but... Pisser, piece of shit. All that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumb ass flagman that can't see. All right, joining us on the phone right now is a multi-time go-kart track champion here in Lincoln or the Nebraska area, as well as the 2017 Eagle Raceway points or rookie of the year, not points champion. He would love to have that accolade on his resume. But Neil Nikolai, Neil, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. We're sitting here uh, drinking beers, talking sprint car racing, so you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. So, like like I mentioned, a lot of people aren't going to be f- so familiar with you uh, unless they're here in the Lincoln area, but I mentioned that you are a multi-time uh, go-kart track champion, so I'm assuming your racing career started off in the go-karts, or did you start off in something different? Uh, yeah, I started off in go-karts back in uh, 2011 out at Eagle, and kind of went from there so uh 2011 ran ran go-karts did you start off in like a cage cart or did you jump into the uh kind of the big boy flat carts oh we started off in the flat carts right away and uh from the get-go everybody kind of told us i was kind of late in the game because all the other kids started in their five and six years old and we weren't really supposed to be able to go anywhere because at the time 2011 and 12 uh, they said the junior two class was actually harder to win a race than what the adult class was. And we got lucky enough to kind of prove everybody wrong. Yeah, definitely can't go wrong with that. So uh, ran go-karts for a little bit, then you decided to move up to uh, a beast that we call a sprint car. Yeah, we made a pretty big transition. Uh, 
ran go-karts until 2015, and then I took all 2016 off and just crew cheats my little cousin in the go-karts on the national tour. Then we ended up jumping into the 305 and 17 and did pretty pretty decent for the first year. I think we only missed four A features as a rookie. Definitely didn't have the runs that we wanted to have, but making all but four features that first year is kind of a pretty big testament. Yeah, definitely can't go wrong with that, especially with the uh, type of talent and uh, competition that we have over at Eagle Raceway. That's def- definitely the hardest competition in the country in my eyes, especially for a weekly show. I, I don't think you're ever going to get any tougher than Eagle Raceway. Yeah, so, so our co-host Brad Brown over here, he's he's not quite convinced on the 305s yet. Even though we, we tout how you know tough Eagle Raceway is, uh, what can you tell him to get him on board and yeah, get, his, get yeah. his ass out of the garage and come to a race? If you've listened to my the show here, uh, I, I'm I'm a 36410 fan. I, I'm I grew up watching my dad drive and race uh, and crew chief a 302 back in time. It was called modifieds, but they're sprint cars and that what they what they'd be better known as sprint cars. But uh, I just haven't adopted the 305s because I, I just I just haven't. They're not my flavor. So. Help me out here. Get me, get me to Eagle Race with this next summer. Uh, I don't know. Uh, when we ran a QSITS at the three hundred fives, I mean the lap times that we were running there and the competition that we had up there compared to. I mean, with three sixties, you got a lot of big names that are still in the three sixties, but. The guys that you have in the 305s, you got a lot of old 360 drivers, guys that still run 360s, but they aren't as competitive in a 360 as they are in a 305. And so you got talent from all different levels that come into the 305s. To, in my opinion, it makes it one of the toughest classes that you're ever going to run weekly until you have the backing behind you to go on tour and race against guys that run ASCS and and have the the backing to be able to run all the shows during the year to be able to be that competitive. So on a, on a weekly level, I think that the three hundred fives is, is the way to go as far as being competitive and really having to fight for a win. It's any given night. There's probably ten or twelve cars out there that you could throw under a blanket and you don't know who's going to win that show. Yeah, see, Brad, it's it's tough. You need to come out. Well, and, and it's evident because uh, at Eagle this last year, they went like ten straight weeks without a repeat winner. And part of that is how they line up the the feature due to how you did the previous week and so forth. But uh, uh, the other part is is it's d- definitely competitive and it's it's more of a um, I don't even a well balanced field there and so forth. So I understand all that. It just it just uh, I'm, I I. People say you can't tell the difference between a 360 and a 305. I I argue that I, I can tell the difference. I can see when you go into one and you jump the cushion and you kind of get crossed up, it takes you a lap or so to get your momentum back going again and so forth, where a 360 or a 410, it takes you – <laughs> it takes you until you can get your breath back and in one second you're back going again. So I just – I have no issues with the 305s. I have no disrespect at all. It's just I have just not accepted the 305s at this point yet. And I know it's coming, but it's just not yet. But I hope we can change your opinion on that. <laughs> you you guys will. I, I, I mean, I read the, I read the captions from uh, – from Eagle and so forth, and they're very competitive races and so forth. It just, it just, uh, I, I go to Knoxville and, and so forth, and I love the races there, the speed and everything, and uh, I'll get there. Trust me, I'll get there. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I have options right now, so I'm still with the 360s and the 410s. But anyway, let's get past that. Yeah, Brad, you're just a stubborn old white guy. <laughs> yeah, That's all you are. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a stubborn old man, so... Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't know much about your uh, the Bade Motorsports history and and how you came about uh, joining their team and so forth. So, kind of link dipsticks like me in and fill me in on how how you got involved with the Bade Motorsports outfit and and got going with them. Uh, my relationship with the Bades actually goes back to my karting days. Uh, I used to race against Chantel and Mariah, and I always knew who Butch was 
And uh, at one point in time, I believe that it was one of Butch's nephews wanted to try try to race a go kart. And when he started driving for him, I remember it was a blue number 3D go kart. And when that cart showed up to the track, I, I always told my dad, I said, well, one of these days I want to drive for Butch Bade. That, that was always a goal for me. And then we fast forward into the sprint cars, 2017, my rookie year. We had no idea what was going on with the sprint car. Came straight out of the go-kart, had, had no idea about anything. And uh, did fairly decent there. 2018, we got a lot better, and we started getting some really good runs. And Butch came over a couple of different nights. We tore up the car pretty bad, and he was always the first person to come over to your pits and ask you if you needed any help on anything or if you tore up the car. He'd, he'd give you the shirt off of his back. And uh, go to 2019, ran really good, and... Uh, it was two weeks before the Eagle Nationals had had a pretty hard fought battle for the lead. I ended up spinning out on the last lap, and Toby Chapman ended up winning that one. Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, race. Yeah, that that was a time where I I don't know I was a little bit too aggressive, and it was just just a racing deal. But we all got past it, and uh, so then that next week it was that was Saturday night, Sunday night. It was like ten fifteen at night. I had no idea what was going on. And Butch's daughter, Chantel, messaged me and asked me what my phone number was. And I didn't know what was going on. I figured maybe I made Butch mad from the week before or something. I, I was actually pretty <laughs> nervous about it. And got got the phone call from Butch and asked me if I wanted to drive his car for him. He said he, he's been watching me and said he, he thought that I could go somewhere being in one of his cars. And so he ran the championship night for him and uh kind of got the car dialed in and then went out to nationals and we missed walking into the big show second week with that team by i think it was three spots the first night two spots the second night and we missed it by one on the final night to lock in and i mean we came from deep in the alphabet soup first two nights and just kind of carried over to this year and started really getting the car figured out and ran Houston's. We went to Belleville, uh, Eagle nationals, every, every track that we went to, that was a big event. I'm pretty proud of our team. We, we walked into every A feature and it, it was really special this year to, to be able to do that for Butch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you mentioned that. I don't think a lot of people know the, uh, the go-kart history that the Bate family has and, you mentioned that it was a dream. Or you you meant to talk to your dad and said you want to drive one of his go karts. Uh, back in back in the go karting days, uh, Shaylee was a hell of a driver in her own right, and and Butch always had top notch go kart equipment. And I, I assume that transfers over to uh, the sprint car stuff. I'm I'm sure I, I'm assuming all his equipment's top notch stuff, and it's, it, he makes it easy for you to drive. Uh, ab- absolutely, uh, we we have really good equipment. Uh, Butch doesn't ever do anything halfway. He is always the guy to where if he's going to do it, he's going to do it right. I mean, the only thing that we didn't have that was brand new on the race car was the bodywork. I mean, other than that, I mean, every component on that race car was top notch. Shatter off my crew chief. I mean, he busts his butt all week long, getting the car ready to go. Butch would be in the shop with him. I'd keep him up till two o'clock in the morning some nights coming down and doing all the tire work or going through the car with them. So I always felt obligated that I needed to help out on it. I don't, I don't like to be the guy that just is a nut behind the steering wheel. Especially the loose nut behind the steering wheel. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys are all loose nuts. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do what you do, and I appreciate what you guys do, but wow, <laughs> you guys are some crazy, crazy kids. All right, so so this past yeah. this past year, you guys branched out a lot. I mean, you didn't just run Eagle Weekly. Um, you ran this little dirt track up. I don't even really know where it is. It's in Stewart, Nebraska. <laughs> uh, we we mention it every now and then because this this Bob Devorek guy keeps popping up on our win list. And Brad yeah, uh, Brad, Brad made a trip up there, and, and it wasn't during a race night or anything like that. But they, he was driving uh, driving to where where were we driving? We, South we were going we were going to uh, um, Wyoming to uh, um, 
gosh, where in the hell? <laughs> Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We were going to Jackson Hole. And we were just, we decided decided to take a route not on Interstate 80, and we were driving through, and we all become up on uh, Stewart, Nebraska, and we're like, I'm like, holy crap, that, there's a racetrack here. And my wife said, well, while we're here, we might as well go look at it. And I'm like, you're right. So we went and took a look at it. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Dvorak there, he's he's taking care of business up there this weekend or this this last year. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys. He He's from Stewart or Adkinson, one or the other, right next door there. And I think he actually helps out at the racetrack. It's all volunteer, but is, is the oldest uh, still running a racetrack in the state of Nebraska. And uh, my cousins from O'Neill, uh, Daniel Nikolai, they sponsor me. So we wanted to go up there and try to run their entire points uh, season, and we ended up not doing that. But uh, I think we're going to go back up there again this year, maybe, and see how it goes. It's a pretty cool little joint. I mean, I've honestly raced on go kart tracks two times the size of that place, <laughs> but it's it's a pretty fun little joint. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely think that Brad and Jason and I are going to take a road trip up there at some point. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a miniature Williams Grove in the fact that you have straightaways and super tight corners, so it's not like you could go into the corner, turn one and lay on your left rear and just sail around the corner and head out and go down the backstretch. You you had to hit the brakes and get turned because it was not very wide and, and it was really a tight little track, but it was a pretty cool nostalgic track right there in the town. And there was a baseball field off to the corner, a football field and so forth. It was, it was a cool little um, setup for, uh, for Stewart, Nebraska. It's pretty crazy when they have the races going on there. They actually have trucks parked right right off the back stretch onto the football field, and there's guys with coolers of beer open, and they're sitting on their tailgates watching the cars go by. <laughs> and that, that that track's pretty hard to get a hold of. So short that I'm not really a driver that likes to use the brakes. So I, I think that a lot of those guys up there think I'm nuts because anything you know about a sprint car, you throw out the window and you go there. You reverse bars crazy stagger super soft right rear shock you just let that thing try to roll itself over and go in there full throttle and i don't know it's kind of it's kind of sketchy to do it like that but we seem to pass a lot of cars when we're up there the worst i ran up there so far second but one of these days hopefully i can get that track off the bucket list just to just knock it out and be done and over with it <laughs> so so the reason why i kind of brought up the sewer speedway is is it's it, it's a road trip from from lincoln nebraska to go out there uh you spent a lot of hours in in the truck this past year with butch i'm sure you have some great road trip stories with him yeah but we we oh gosh i mean uh, i think that was february when we started started everything off we were supposed to go down to texas to the devil's bowl and then out of nowhere, uh, we decided that we we're going to go down to Warsaw and dyno the car out and road trips in Bethany, Missouri. I mean, the the number of stories that we had going up and down the road, I mean, it, it's unreal. I mean, Butch, not only, he wasn't just like a car owner. He, he was the best friend to me and everybody on that team. And I think I, in the, this last year and a half of running for him, I, I learned more about being humble and being selfless more or less and look, putting everybody else first. And I think that anybody else could teach you in an entire lifetime. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like, you know, you mentioned that he's the kind of guy that would give a shirt off your, off your back. My few encounters with him, he's always been a stand up dude. Uh, always true to his word, no matter if, um, no matter what it is, he'll tell you if you're wrong. He'll tell you, you know, good job when you do something right. So uh, he's definitely, you know, a straight shooter, so to speak. So yeah, he he was always that guy. To where first half of the year, I, I was honestly kind of worried about wrecking his race car because with my own team, I if you wreck cars, I mean, we might not have a car to put back out on the track the next week. And being in somebody else's equipment, I mean, he got after me a couple times. You need to be more aggressive. I don't care about if you tear the car up. We can fix it. And I finally tore it up, and I felt like I was only two inches tall. And I kid you not, that was the 4th of July race at Eagle Raceway. I wrecked the car in turn three and four. And Butch, I got out of the car. I, I felt terrible about it, and he hugged me. <laughs> he goes, 
you finally got the monkey off your back and he was jumping up and down. I mean, I've never seen a guy so excited about wrecking a race car. <laughs> that's awesome. You finally grew a pair, that, it sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that, that just tells you the, the type of guy that he was. I mean, there and there was never really any pressure that he put on you to say, hey, you need to go out here and you got to win every week. There was never pressure like that. I mean, we all wanted to be competitive and do good. But what it was all about was going out there and having fun because, I mean, Butch, that, that's what everything was about, having fun, being competitive. I mean, we'd get on the side-by-side -side and go bomb through the creek and turn three at Eagle and go up and down the highway and the side-by-side. -side. I mean, everything about being with Butch and that entire team was about having fun and doing everything right. And I think we definitely accomplished that. Yeah, definitely. So, along with the 305, Butch also has a 360 where uh, I, I know Toby Chapman drove it for a little bit this past year and Adam Gillian drove it uh, over at Houston. Uh, did you ever get a chance to jump into that 360? I never got to race it, but when we were up at Houston, uh, Adam was driving it and we were pitted together. And I that was night number two, and I just kept on looking at that car. And Butch came up to me, and he goes, I see you eyeing that thing over there. He goes, why don't you go jump in it and fire it off real quick? He goes, maybe we'll get you into one of those someday. And the grin that he had on his face, and I was rolling back in with that and was playing with the wing slider, and him, Shad, Gillian, I mean, they all just had, had those smiles on their faces. And I, I looked like a little kid on Christmas inside that race car. I'm, that, sure, I'm sure you weren't just a little kid. I, I would assume you were probably a, a you know a teenage boy saw his first pair of Hooters that that night with that grin on your face. <laughs> wow. Pretty pretty much. And the best thing about it was they were all making fun of me for wearing white Adidas socks and sweatpants to the racetrack right before I got to do it. <laughs> white Adidas socks at a racetrack. Yep, white Adidas and Under Armour gray uh, sweatpants because it was cold outside. I think I was the smartest one there. <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of, I, I understand because I, I was wearing, uh, one day I went to uh, ID Speedway and I forgot, I was wearing flip-flops to the racetrack and I, I forgot tennis shoes and everything else. So I, I was walking around all day with uh, flip-flops and white socks on and he, I can't tell you how many people made fun of me that day, but uh, you know what? I really didn't give a shit. <laughs> you were at the racetrack, so all was good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, the white sock thing. At we started that at uh, Eagle Nationals, or no? We I actually started that at Belleville, and I ended up making it into the big show at Belleville. And come Sunday at Eagle Nationals, like I'm putting on white socks. It worked for me at Belleville, so I guess I'm one of those superstitious race car <laughs> drivers. But it seemed to work out pretty good for me. Hey, you do you. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out Sheila Bramer. She was the one that was probably hardest on me that night when I was wearing white socks with flip-flops but uh i survived and everybody every, we all made it through the night so that was cool so i've seen some of the stuff sheila wears at the racetrack so she has no business calling you out <laughs> wow <laughs> she don't listen so i can say whatever i want <laughs> i'm gonna text her she will listen this one so uh so kind of do you do you know a, a plan i know everything this past week's happened so fast and do you kind of have a plan for for next year or are you kind of just kind of playing things by ear right now uh, I, I myself, and we're just kind of playing everything by ear and no matter what happens, uh, I'll, I'll be at a racetrack, but I'm planning on keeping all my pit guys around me yet, as long as they still want to do it. And I, no matter what, I'm going to have a, a Butch Bade tribute car. And that, that is the least that I can do for him and his family. Everything they've done for me, I, I could never repay them for everything that they've done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's done so much for the racing community, you know, just even even outside of, of uh, sprint cars. I mean, he's fielded cars for his daughters with the hobby stocks and, you know, kind of kicked off Shaley's career, so to speak, and, you know, numerous things. Yep, and the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, like, Sorry. The Lancaster event, like the Lancaster Event Center, the, the Turkey Chase and Nebraska Cart Shootout. Yeah. I mean, Butch is a, a huge part of putting that on. I mean, every aspect that you could possibly – help out the racing community. I, I don't think there's a better example than Butch Bade for doing everything right. So, so you're, you're a go-kart guy and, uh, 
this has to be either the first or second year of the that Nebraska Cart shootout. And uh, I, I went out there, and I basically hung out with the whole Bay team the entire weekend. And uh, he had uh, uh, Krug. What, what's, it's not Jody Krug, but his, his son. Was it Jacob? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Krug was driving one of, uh, one of Butch's cars, and I guess there was another go-kart racer. I want to say uh, Derek Sweegert or something like that. And this kid, I, I cannot remember this kid's name, but he was a complete fucking dick. And he was, he was, you know, running into Shaley and, you know, kind of just, you know, spinning her out on purpose. I mean, he was getting into her on purpose. And uh, I remember Butch going out there and saying, uh, saying, I don't care what you got to do. Take this fucker out. And you see Jordan go out there and just, bam, you know, Jordan got kicked out of the race. It was, it was, it was awesome in my book. So, I mean, it, it was. That's the year he cut through the infield. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he did. And it was he T-boned him on the back stretch. Yep. I was there for that. Yes, and oh my god, it was. I mean, it just showed the the kind of I'm not gonna easy I, killer. Easy I don't want to throw out there, but it was the fun that they were having. I mean, they didn't care. They stuck up for their own. And you're gonna do me wrong. I'm gonna take you out. So I mean, like I said, you know, Butch was that that straight shooter kind of guy where you know you fuck up, you're gonna pay the price. Yeah, and. I got I got a couple of those talks this year about guys kind of pushing us around on the racetrack, and I don't care if that guy gets next to you again. Just give him a right rear already. Quit being so nice. And I, I never did it, but maybe twenty twenty one things will change a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm sure you know coming next year you're you're gonna get that uh, that monkey off your back, pull off of that victory over at Eagle Raceway, and I'm sure it's gonna be one hell of a party with with you and the whole <laughs> Bait family. I. I'm definitely planning on knocking that one out of the park and hopefully we don't only get one this year. Hopefully we can be a repeat winner at Eagle or I'm planning on going all out for him. Okay, Neil, we're, we're all dreamers here. Uh, you win the lottery tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. You win the lottery. Money is not an issue. What's next for, uh, for you and your career? Uh, I, I think the overall goal that I, I've always had was uh, to be able to run the ASCS 360 stuff, which the odds of that happening are, are pretty slim. I, I think that I need, I need to improve a lot myself as a driver just from things that I notice. I don't, I don't care what anybody else has to say about me. I'll tell you I'm the worst driver on the racetrack every <laughs> week. That's just the way that I am. But if, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I, I think I'd put together an ASCS team and I'd have wood building some crazy motors and Shad dialing me in on that side of it and get my tire guy, Mike, out on the road with us and probably be kicking some ass in a J&J. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with the ASCS. They, they have a good program there and so forth. So, yeah, well, uh, uh, hope hope that it works out for you and hope uh, we, we get to see you. Uh, and I'll even come and watch you at Eagle this next next year after I get my vaccination from COVID. <laughs> okay so yeah so i mean if you do win that lottery keep in mind there's a broke ass photographer here hosting this podcast so you can take me on the road with you yeah and he can take some pretty damn good photos too every now and then i get lucky. well you better get another photographer then. <laughs> dick <laughs> all right neil i want to thank you for jumping on thanks for telling some stories about butch i know you know just like just like us you're keeping the whole bait family in your in your thoughts and prayers right now Yep, definitely. It's never going to be the same and been pretty hard last couple of days, but we're all just going to keep our heads up and keep moving forward and remember all the memories that we did make. Yeah, definitely. That's all That's all we can do right now. So thanks again for jumping on. Uh, good luck next year, and I'm, I'm sure I'll see you at the racetrack come April. Thank you guys for having me. All right, guys, that was Neil Nicolite. I uh, want to thank him for jumping on, you know, during the kind of the hard times, you know, this whole racing thing, it, we say it day in and day out. It's it's all a big family. So, uh, does family's hurting right now? Yeah, I I didn't I, when you asked uh, if we should get him on the show. I didn't know if it was a little bit too early or not. It means uh, his car owner just died uh, midweek last week. Uh, but uh, sounds like he's handling it pretty well. And uh, like like we've said several times so far tonight, uh, all of our prayers go out to the Bade family and uh, and uh, hope. Uh, I hope for better things for you guys. Yeah, Demis. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and wrap things up.
Okay, it's rap pack to my pulse flat. We keep it real, no false rap. I got four cars and they all black. Got four bras and they all that. We call that ballin'. Doing this is my calling. Flow is so appalling. My phone off and she calling. I'm like, yeah, what it do? Penthouse, man, what a view. Fall back as I'm coming through with my whole team. They coming too. That's real. Too real. Motherfucker, tell me how you feel. I'm too good for my own good. I won't leak the album. I let it spill. Number one, bitch, I bet it will. Do the numbers. I said it will. I played the game and I'm still the same and I never change just to get a deal. Bitch, I'm ballin'. Ballin'. I came from nothing to something like it's nothing. Yeah, you know I done it. That is no discussion, bitch. I'm ballin'. I made a promise to my mama. I'ma turn these zeros into tens of commas. Bitch, I'm ballin'. Ballin'. Closing million dollar deals. Catch me swerving, burning hundred dollar bills. Places they never go It ain't all about the money But I stack it cause you never know I live life till I overdose Where they sleeping on me, that's comatose I went mainstream with my main team You just mad as fuck, you ain't come close And your next girl is my ex-girl She fine as hell, but she a mess, girl All I do is rhyme, I got no time So I can't reply to your test, girl But I'm back again and I run it Always gotta keep it 100 All of y'all know y'all want it Turn it up and get blunted I'm like, fuck the money, fuck the fame I came here to fuck up the game, gon' get it Myself, fresh to death, bitch. I'm killing myself. I'm gone. We burning it up, step in the building. We turning it up, talking that shit, but they never admit when I sit to them. Like, I be murdering it, and we living real good. Mainstream, but it's still good. I got raw shit, I got real shit, but right now it's time for that feel good. We call that balling, doing this is my calling. Flow is so appalling. My phone off, and she calling. I'm like, yeah, what it do? Penthouse, man, what a view. Fall back, cause I'm coming through with my whole team. They coming too, that's falling. I came from nothing to something like it's nothing Yeah, you know I done it, that is no discussion, bitch, I'm ballin' I made a promise to my mama I'ma turn these zeros into tens of commas Bitch, I'm ballin' Closing million dollar deals Catch me swerving, burning hundred dollar bills How I feel when you ballin' Going places they never go It ain't all about the money But I stack it cause you never know Welcome back, Race fans. Thanks for sticking around with us on this Tuesday night edition of Quick Time, the podcast. Uh, Neil was a great interview. Uh, kind of, you know, it's, it's a little different than what we've done in the past where, you know, we, we kind of went back to our roots a little bit and just uh, kind of stuck to the local scene tonight. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even know much about Neil Nicolite at all. Um, clearly, I'm not, I don't go out to Eagles, so I don't watch him in, at the 305 races and 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 so forth but uh, the the Bade family uh Butch Butch has done a lot uh Shaley Bade is a 305 driver she drives the 03 sprint car 360 car and um she's uh she's she keeps progressing um I don't know that she's one of the the better 360 drivers in in the in Nebraska but uh she keeps progressing she's won some heat races she qualified for the ASCS feature and I want to say U.S. 36 Speedway? I think so, yeah. No, every time she straps in that, I mean, we had her on earlier this year. And she, her her main goal this year was to not be known as a 305 driver, but right. as, a, as a 360 driver. And I, I was kidding with her. I go, as, as long as you're known as a sprint car driver, you're doing the right thing. So yeah. every time she jumps into that 360, she gets better and better every single time. And, and I think more than anything, it's just lack of laps. And, and if she can get everything put together and and get a 360 and and race on a regular basis unfortunately it's not, not going to be in nebraska. nebraska but if if she can put together a 360 program and get her some regular races and some uh, con- consistent laps i think she's going to only improve from there so uh yeah again I, we hate to keep dwelling on the um butch bades uh, uh passing but uh uh, um, thoughts and prayers to them, but uh, uh, hopefully Shaley can keep going and 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 keep uh, reaching for her goals of being a, a 360 sprint car feature winner. Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, like you said, we we can't say it enough, but we don't want to dwell on it. But Shaley, Chantel, Mariah, Alexandria, and, and uh, their mom Michelle, we're we're thinking thinking about them right now. So, uh, 
Before we wrap things up, Brad, I think you have a few news and notes before we uh, let things go. A so, uh, little Chili Bowl uh, news. Yeah, kind of a surprise that uh, broke today. Um, Wikipedia, and I told you this last week, that if you guys want to stay up to date on what's going on with the Chili Bowl, uh, go to, go to um, is it Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Go to Wikipedia on Twitter. That, that guy is up to date on everything. And uh, um, he broke today that there's going to be no Bondio car this this next this next year at the Chili Bowl. Um, and when was the last time that ever happened? Boy, Bondio's uh, been around for for as long as I've been you know following the Chili Bowl, which oh, obviously it has not been a whole hell of a long long time. But you know, the past fifteen years, he's always been around. He's had two great cars. One was kind of a traditional midget, and then his uh, everybody knows that uh, Bondio always brought an experimental midget. And one time he had. Uh, kind of snowmobile skis on the front for for wheels or at least on the left front and uh he the guy he's just innovative and so forth but uh uh, yeah i don't know when the last time he uh did not have a midget there but uh, this year he's not gonna have a midget there so uh um but go to wikipedia on twitter and follow him and he'll he'll let you guys know everything that's going on with the with the chili bowl yeah definitely i think uh I think we're going to try to get uh, Mr. Or Brian Walker, Mr. Walkipedia on uh, here in a couple of weeks and kind of do a Chili Bowl preview show. So I think we're going to, I think me and Jason are going to sit down and try to do a, uh, a Chili Bowl pool, uh, donate our $20 because we probably have no shot and chance in making the top 100, let alone in the money round. I'm game to sit around and have a few beers and discuss uh, who our options are. That's not a problem. Yeah, definitely. And then I think he also has some uh, World Outlaw news. Yeah, um, he's also, Wikipedia is also reporting that there's 15 confirmed World of Outlaw teams for next year, and I have not seen the confirmation. Uh, I have uh, five confirmed World of Outlaw teams on, on my website. Uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I got Wayne Johnson, David in the 2C, great, David Gravel in the 2-car, Carson Macedo in the 41. Um Aaron Reitzel in the 83 Roth Motorsports car. Um, last week's guest, Brock Zirafoss. and But, uh, but Wikipedia, he, he, he's got uh, Sweet, which we, uh, we're pretty sure Sweet's going to be on the team. He just hasn't officially yeah, announced I mean, it. Sweet's probably a given. Logan, uh, Logan Shukart and Jacob Allen are going to be on the, uh, the World of All Tour. Donnie Schatz, Gravel, Hodenschild, Macedo, um, Kinzer, Daniel, um, Reitzel, Zirafoss, Sides. Um, Parker Price Miller with a question mark and Bill Rose and and no offense to Bill but Bill uh, <laughs> he just wasn't a factor this year at all he qualified for maybe half of the features and so forth so um, but uh, right now there's going to be 15 cars but man the top eight are are, are a stellar field and so we're looking for good things out of the world of, world of allies next year you know you kind of mentioned Bill Rose there a little bit and I always found it fascinating that, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, they're not feature winners night in, night out. They're not top five, top three cars. But the fact that they dedicate so much time and money to follow this outlaw trail, I mean, back in the day, you had guys like uh, Brian Carlson, you know, the 18 car. And, you know, yeah, he's not winning races, but he's out there living a dream, so to speak. So, I mean, I, you got to admire a guy that's going to dedicate so much time, money, effort into just going out there racing where he knows he doesn't have a shot in hell and beating shots night in and night out. Oh, absolutely. Bill Rose, uh, he, he owns a construction company. So he's managing that thing throughout the week. And then he still has to try to put together whatever he needs to do to get to the racetrack every week, every, every race there's a world of Allah race. And so, yeah, props to him for living out a dream. Uh, he has tweeted and, and Facebook several times that he know he's behind the eight ball and he doesn't have the motor that he needs and so forth, but he's out there doing what he loves. And so props to him for doing it. Um, it it's just a plain Jane white car, white number six. And uh, he, he's just out there having fun. So uh, props to him. But uh, um, yeah, he, he's got a full-time gig with the, his construction company on top of his, uh, his so-called hobby of a racing team. Yeah. And I definitely think of worse things to spend a half a million dollars on. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd do it if I had the money. <laughs> yeah, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I, I've always told my wife I'm going to own a sprint car team, but 
now that I'm older and arguably wiser, I would probably sponsor one because it'd be a hell of a lot cheaper. You know, yeah, I would love to own a sprint car team and throw and I'm once again pumping this kid's tires because you know I, I think he's the real deal. Put Trey Crop in a in a high quality fast car, but honestly, I would have a blast just to go out there buy a nice ass motorhome, take a year off from work. I mean, okay, let's be honest. Yeah. I won I won the lottery. I ain't working. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> But Absolutely. Buy, buy a nice motorhome and just be able to take the family and follow the outlaws on a summer and just go watch. Yep. My my wife, Trina, has agreed to that. She said that at some point we're going to take our fifth wheel or whatever we have and we're going to just follow the World of Outlaw tour. If we want to go to a race, go to a race. If we want to skip it, skip it. But um, she's willing to do that, and she can read a book in the in the camper while I'm watching the feature and stuff. So at some point, we're going to get to that point. But, yeah, um, props to Bill Rose, living out a dream. And, uh, hey, that's what it's all about. Just kind of like what Brock Zierfoss said last year, uh, last week. He's he's just living out a dream. He's always wanted to drive on the Outlaw Tour, and next year is going to be his year. Yeah, definitely. So uh, hats off to all those guys, you know, the guys busting and grinding to make those dreams possible. And not like I said, not everybody has that uh, Casey Kane money and Tony Stewart racing money. So it, it's the guys like Bill Rose and Brock Zierfoss. You know, you can throw Craig Trenzer in there that go in there and they grind and, you know, yeah. just bring us quality field of cars to watch every week. Yeah, and there's kind of a – bringing that point up, uh, there's kind of a trend going on right now on Facebook and Twitter – um, buy buy T-shirts and merchandise from drivers that I don't want to say don't need it, but but don't um, but don't 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 buy from the the haves. Buy stuff from the have-nots. And so, um, where can I get an IB Racing T-shirt? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> um, not necessarily. I, I don't want to take money away from Donnie Shots, but the Shots family is filthy rich. But you need to buy from Brady Bacon. He's got some really cool merchandise out there. The uh, the uh, I the got a Swin- Brady Bacon shirt on right yeah, now. You do uh, the Swindell Speed Labs. Um, buy from Bill Rose. <laughs> that twenty five dollar t shirt from Bill Rose would go a long ways. Dude, so- one of my favorite sprint car shirts is a Bill Rose shirt because it has a half naked chick on the back. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> but buy from those people. Buy local. Uh, Stuart Snyder over here. Uh, he's just he's my neighbor, just down there uh, around the block. Uh, uh, buy a Christmas present from them and and uh, and and share share the wealth the wealth a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of Stu, did you uh, did you partake in any of their waffles going on? <laughs> I don't know what the frick a waffle is. It, oh, a, a, a waffle, a raffle, but not a waffle. <laughs> No, I did not because I, I don't need a driver's suit. I don't need a wing. I don't that, know what that, I would do. That with Shaker's it. Gentleman's Club driver's suit would look damn good framed up here in the garage. I don't have enough for wall room for it. So, <laughs> all right, know. we're getting off the rails here tonight. So, thanks everybody for jumping on with us, and we will catch everybody next week. Uh, we'll catch you on the flip side.